message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Now, a continuation of the previous message. Praise God. All right. So as it were, we have to learn what it takes to live for God. In this assembly, the majority of us have the ability to read, to study. We have to learn what it takes to live for God. If you don't learn, there are so many challenges in parents bringing up their children because the parents themselves need to learn the art of parenting. They need to learn. What do we do in church? We concern ourselves with premarital counseling. Is that not so? Uh-huh. Don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't kiss too deep. Don't hold the neck. Don't hold the waist. Those are the things we say premarital counseling. Preserve your chastity. And then we quote scripture. Um, can light dwell with uh, darkness? Those are the things we do. All right? Just make sure that you hold yourself. Oh, even if you are self, just hold yourself. Uh, uh, if you are burning, marry. You know, we, we do all of those things. Never, never do we concentrate on the, the art and the science of parenting. In fact, post marriage counseling is not common. A young lady of 25, by reason of marriage, legitimate marriage, by 26, she's a mother. And she starts mothering a child. What does she know about child? Now I say, okay, my mother will come. Your mother, when she was 26, she started mothering a child. What did she know about? So try and error. That is our system. You see, we have to learn. When the Bible says, study to show, be diligent in study, to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. There is so much shame in church because we are not learning. Not because the devil is strong. You know, I won't go there. Because we are not learning. There are books you have bought five years you haven't read. If I'm a liar, stand up and tell me I'm a liar. Stand up. You bought. Probably you bought because you wanted to save your face. All right? You were in a place, ah, ah this book is good. This book. And then you saw somebody that you can even read better than buying and say, ah, if this one is buying, give me one, give me one. So I can sacrifice 10 CDs. Five years you have not opened that book. If I am lying, stand up and tell me I'm a liar. We don't read. If somebody comes and say, Sir, yesterday night when I slept, you came into my dream. Eh? Eh? What did you see? Eh? What I saw. What I saw after service, see me. And then we naturally get glued to that person. All right? You know the reason why? 
because of the neglect. Some things that we ought to be doing ourselves. One day I was going to preach in church and they came to tell me, the ushers came to tell me that two occultic, one strong occultic something in Nigeria, two of them occultic forces, they have come to church. So they tell me that when you are ministering, know how to. I say, yes, I will know exactly how to do it. I will know. <laughs> Before I even open Bible, for them to know that I have Bible power, I say, I have been told that two stupid people are here. And if you are from this occult, stand up. Let me see you. I want to greet you. Maybe in your own circles, you say that if you greet me, my hand will shrink. Get up and come and greet my hand. I learn you have a stick. You have a stick. Stand up and wave the stick. They didn't do anything. I say, God has saved you. Sit down quietly and hear the word of the Lord. It will bring healing and deliverance to you. They sat down. They listened. After the service, when they went back to their shrine and reported me, up till now, it's over 10 years. This thing I'm talking is over, no, I've been here 10 years. It's about 15 years. In case you are one of them sitting down there, stand up now. Okay, let me stand here so that you can see my face. You know why I'm not afraid? Because I have read some basic information here, which is the truth about me. That I'm seated in the heavenly places, far above all powers and principalities. Okay, if you are one of them, stand up. I'm here. Uh, when Moses went to Pharaoh's place and put down the rod, didn't Pharaoh respond? I respond. So hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> it is the truth. Praise God. All right. Apart from reading, in, in our African setting here, reading is limited to a certain portion of the Population, those that have the ability to read, write, understand. Okay? So, but the word of God is meant for all of us. So there is the second way. Amen. There is the second way by which we receive the truths of life. And it is by hearing. It is by what? Very simple. As for hearing, everyone can hear. Amen. So if you are not able to read, if you are not able to, to study, at least to sit and hear, you can. Is that not so? Praise God. And so the second way by which we receive truth into our lives is by what? Hearing. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then, faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing. In case you can't read, at least you can hear. So then, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God and the word of God which is declared 
For how shall they preach if they have not been sent? So, we need people that will be able to declare so that others will hear and have their faith built up. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Alright? So even if you cannot read, you are not denied access to pleasing God because you can hear. Praise the Lord. You can hear. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message declared to save those who believe what is preached to them. Amen. So that takes the emphasis of study, read. This time, he says, here. Know people that do declare the word of God and listen to them. Praise the Lord. When you listen to them, you build up your faith. And when you build up your faith, you access your inheritance in Christ. I have said it here a couple of times. One of the first people that inspired Christian faith in me was my grandfather who could not read, who could not write. And yet, by reason of the purity of his heart, he caught the faith of God and lived his life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I was a child, I was not born again, but I knew my grandfather was different. He built a house and he made some people come and write scripture verses on the house. That was his way of preaching. He couldn't take Bible to go out. But when you come and he's sitting in front of his house, you will read, if you can read. I've forgotten what verse was there. It was Matthew sometime. I've forgotten what verse. That is the word probably that entered him. One word is enough to turn your life around. One word. One word is enough to turn your life around. People, you don't need the whole of the Old Testament. You don't need the whole of the New Testament. Amen. I studied banking in college. 
I was there in the UK. I studied banking. One day, <laughs> I was reading my Bible as a normal Christian, not as a pastor. A normal Christian. And then I came to Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to the word and to prayer. That scripture jumped from the page and entered me. I have not forgotten. But we will give ourselves. It wasn't long. I saw myself as one of the people that will give ourselves to the word of God and to prayer. One word. It made nonsense all the banking school I had done. Made nonsense of all of that. I was so bold and I was so confident. I went to my boss and I told him, boss, I finished with banking. What gave me that confidence? The word of the Lord, which is the truth about my life. It entered into me and sat down and ordered me about. I went and resigned without feeling any pinch. Of course, my parents, my family, they were all crying in pain because the star of the family, one of the stars, let me not say the star, one of the stars of the family is going off. But that same word, one day I parked my car in front of my house and I woke up in the morning, I went to the, and I saw an empty space. I say it's a lie. <laughs> you know the word? One word, one word, because it is the truth of life. I said, just as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord round about his own. The rod of the wicked shall not dwell upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hand into iniquity. The word it stopped the armed robbers miles and miles away and they left the car and it was there for about 10 days i walked the 10th day i walked to the car and i took my car the word because it is the truth you that did comprehensive insurance on your car hasn't they bashed your car haven't they bashed your car The word and comprehensive insurance, which one is stronger? One day, I heard the word that by his stripes, you, that is me, are healed. <laughs> Finish. I'm healed. Since then, it's getting to 20 years. I don't know how many years we have worked it here before. 1985 to now, eh, 20, 20 years plus, getting to 30 years. My, the bones in my left leg have been broken, but I still held on to the word. The word says, I am healed. They took me to the hospital with bandage and they tied it, so my leg was raised up there like that. And I was telling the doctor, I'm here. I'm here not because of me. Don't look at me like that. I'm here. If anybody is sick that's from our church, call them here. That the pastor is here. You see, I wasn't even keeping quiet. Oh, pastor, I have plaster on 
I wasn't keeping quiet. I said, call them here, call them here, let me pray for them. Then they came, I prayed for them. Yeah, Pastor, you are here, as I'm here because of you. And they saw my leg go, <laughs> hanging up there, as I'm here because of you. And then I prayed for them. They left, I was there. They left, I was there. I refused to let circumstance dictate to me. Do you know how many people are sitting here that circumstances have dictated to you? That is why I'm declaring the word of God so that you will be free. And if the Son shall set you free, you surely shall be free indeed. Praise God. Hallelujah. So now you can hear the word. Of course, September 1985, I heard the man of God, just as I'm talking like this, he too was standing here and he was, take, and he was saying that for the past 17 years, in 1985, he was, that was the statement he made. For the past 17 years, I have not been sick. I said, what? He said, for the past, and the man was a young man, full of blood. You know, so he was going up and down the, so for the past 17 years, I have not been sick. I said, oh. So I went home. I checked my Bible. All the Bible verses he read, I saw them in my Bible. I said, ah, this thing is not only limited to him. Then I stood by my study table and I said, from today, I will not be sick again. I needed a witness, so I called my cousin, who is a medical doctor. I said, doctor, from today, I will not be sick again. He said, but you are not naturally a sick person. I said, whatever. Don't assign any reason. I'm telling you that from today, I will not be sick again. One week later, I called him. Doctor, for the past one week, I've not been sick. But I said, the whole of last year, you were not sick. I said, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you that for the past one week, I'm not sick again. One month later, I called him. Doctor. One month has passed, though. I am not sick. <laughs> he, he wasn't encouraging me, so I stopped. But I think my story is a bit sweet now. I don't know whether the sweetness is coming out. But for the past 29 years, for the past 29 years, the, 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 the rains have come. The accidents have come. The attempts have come, but I stand before the people of God under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And I declare unto you, for the past 29 years, I have not been sick. And I'm glad to let you know, because for the past 26 years, out of the 29 years, somebody is in this church that can testify. You get the point? Declare. That man spoke the word and it entered me. Today, may somebody count your living in good health for the next 50 years from this day in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. For the past 29 years, not that I have not gone to, I've gone to the hospital for them to check me. Amen. Sometime November last year, one Sunday, I told my wife, the way my body is feeling, I won't go to church. I want to go to the hospital. Let them check me if I'm cool. All right? Then I got in there, and the doctor said, Ah, Bishop, it's good you came. 
Before I knew, they gave me an injection and I, I woke up around 3 o'clock. Because I could also sense it. The whole of last year, I didn't actually go on any leave. I was working, 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 working. I told them in the office on a Friday that next week I won't be, I need to rest. The Sunday, I was coming to church, I said no. And that is how I entered into one week of rest. There are certain things we need to do. If we, we, I can't say because I am a faith person, I, I will eat, uh, I will eat anything, uh, I will, you can't. You can't. And when you do that and it bounces back on you, it won't be God. Because wisdom is profitable to direct. You get the point? Yes, you have to read. If they say, one day they sent a message to me that if you don't sleep seven hours a day, you are likely going to run into problems. <laughs> I said, ah. I was doing six. I said, eh, alarm clock, come. One hour on top. After all, we came to this world. We will leave it and go. Won't you leave it and go? So stay longer. And <laughs> stop saying, man must work whilst it is day. He slept. Slept. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now let me attempt to close. Two major ways by which we receive the truth. One Studying or reading, and then two, hearing. Amen. Why must we declare the word of God? Just one scripture, then we close. Why must we declare the word of God? Because some of us are living by Facts that are not true. Some of us are living by facts that are not true. It may be a fact right now that you cannot access any monetary consideration above 200 Ghana cities. And because of that fact, you are accepting that you are poor. See? Very, very illogical. Very, very illogical. It doesn't follow at all that you cannot access 200 Ghana cities now does not make you a poor person. You know why? Because the truth about you is that all the things that make for godliness and for good living have been given to you. You are accepting the fact that you are poor because you don't have certain information about you. You could be wallowing in the village somewhere crying of poverty. Whereas your father may have 
sent down some shipments of things for you that once you have access to, will turn your life around. But the person who will come to the village and tell you about that doesn't have time. He's doing his own business. And so the letter that contains all of those things is on his table. Then after one month, he said, ah, this man's letter, eh? Let me take it to him. And then you go and read and say, whoa, you mean I have a house? You mean I have this? You mean I have this? But then the man was out there. So many of us here are looking at the picture the world has shown us, which is not correct, which is not true. So we have to declare and declare and declare and for you to have faith to receive what is declared unto you. I conclude with that scripture, Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Why must we continually declare the word of God? We must continually declare the word of God because it is able to build us up. And it is able to give us an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The word will be preached. Amen. One person sitting down here will receive the word he, she is hearing into a good ground. And it will bring about a turnaround in that person's life. If you are that kind of person, let me hear you shout amen. Let me hear you shout, I receive my inheritance by the word that I hear. I don't know the nature of the issue with you. I don't know at all. But I know that it threatens your peace with God. I declare, if God is on your side, who can be against you? There is no force on this earth here. I don't know whether it is in the area of your health. I don't know whether it is in the area of your finances. I don't know whether it's in the area of your relationships. I don't know, maybe it is in your working place. Maybe somebody is using his office to threaten you. Somebody is using his office to make you look like you are a non-entity. What shall we say to all of these things? If God is on your side, as you have stepped in front of this day, may that yoke looming upon you, we command them broken now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The threat of sickness, the threat disease will not make you lose your peace for by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ you are made every bit whole receive your healing now receive your healing now receive your healing now in the name of Jesus maybe time is running out I don't know in what area time is running out Time is running out for you to pay that your bank loan. Otherwise, penalties will come in. Time is running out for you to make the final payment on your house. Otherwise, the bank is coming to pick it up. Time is running out 
for you probably in your rent and you don't know when the next payment is coming there's a threat that if you don't pay by this time they'll come and and throw your things out what shall we say to these things these are physical threats because we see and we think about them they take away our peace but today you have stepped into the house of the Lord and God is declaring his word unto you that none of these things shall separate you in the name of Jesus and God gives you victory it means what is going to happen when you don't do what you are expected to do is not going to happen all right either God is going to open a door for you to pay or God is going to move you out from that rented place into your own house <laughs> uh, you have a young man that you are planning to marry and he says he wants to sleep with you and you have been there with him for two years plus if you walk away you'd have, he would have wasted your time for two years if you give in, you have compromised your Christian faith. And he is bragging. He knows that time, you have been talking about time and time, and he's taking advantage of that. Today we turn the tables. We turn the tables. It will be to their disadvantage. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, your enemy will come against you one way, but they will flee before you seven ways. Today, I commanded the enemy tormenting your life to flee before you seven ways. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. For I am persuaded, the scripture says, I am persuaded that none of these will be able to separate us from the love of God through Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website www.winnersghana.org You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Ajuman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.